somewhere between 40 and 51 miles long. I heard it was, I read where it was 40 miles long. I read where it was 48 miles long. I read where, amen, it was 51 miles long. I've never been through the Panama Canal, so I have no way of knowing. Uh, you know, but when you Google something and you try to take people's words for it, amen, I guess you got to, you know, just somehow take the two extremes and uh, just settle on the fact that it's somewhere between 40 and 51 miles long. Praise God. The idea of a canal. Amen. Dated back to King Charles I of Spain. Amen. In the 1500s. Amen. He actually, in the 1500s, sent a team of surveyors to find out what the best route, amen, would be for this canal. And after several failed attempts, amen, not only of King Charles, but several other countries, the French, amen, and other countries got involved down through the years and all of those attempts failed, amen, in getting a canal, amen, across the continent. Praise God. Hallelujah. America got involved in the Panama Canal in 1904. Hallelujah. And they completed the project, amen, in 1914. Praise God. We, we America, was interested in the Panama Canal primarily, amen, for the United States military, amen, so that we could get ships through the Panama Canal, Amen, with our men and our weapons and whatever on those ships, amen, to get them to uh, their location a lot faster, praise God. So uh, primarily the United States did that and got involved in that for military purposes, but amen, they also allowed trade ships to sail through, amen, the Panama Canal, praise God. Hallelujah, but when I began to think about the Panama Canal, my question was why was it built, praise God, why did Amen. Somebody as far back as the 1500s, why did somebody think it, you know, it would be a good idea? And why did country after country after country make attempts after that, amen, to try to solve the problem and get a canal across, amen, that peninsula down there? Praise God. Well, there was, there was a reason, amen, long before it became a reason for the United States to get involved in it, to get their military through there much faster. Praise God. Hallelujah. And this is the reason that I came up with or that history tells us. Praise God. Amen. At that time, sailing around Cape Horn, amen, at the southern tip of South America was, amen, back in the, the 1500s, amen, and is still today one of the most treacherous routes, amen, that a ship could ever sail. Praise God. Hallelujah. So it was very treacherous, amen, for those ships to sail around the southern Amen. Part of South America, Cape Horn, they call it. Praise God. Hallelujah. For whatever reason, amen, the winds are very high down at that area. Praise God. There's no, amen, there's no mountain ranges. There's nothing to block the wind in any way. So the wind is constantly very high, amen, at Cape Horn. Praise God. Creating, amen, on a regular basis, amen, 30-foot-plus high waves. Amen. So, Hallelujah. We, we, you know, when you think about that, praise God, it was a very treacherous sailing route, amen, for sailors to sail in back then, praise God. What, what got them thinking about building a canal across that peninsula there, hallelujah. Well, they were looking for a safer way to travel, amen, to the western side of the United States and to whatever lays out beyond that, praise God, hallelujah. Between 1850 and the year 1900, there were over, there's documented over 100 ships, 
amen, were lost, amen, sailing around Cape Horn, amen, in South America there, praise God. Over 50 years, amen, over a 50-year period of time, there was over 100 ships lost, praise God, sailing around Cape Horn. Between the 16th century and the 20th century, amen, there have been over 800 ships lost sailing around Cape Horn, amen, killing more than 10,000 sailors that were on those ships, praise God. So in, amen, between the 15th century and, and, and the 20th century, Amen. They've been 800 plus ships that have been lost sailing that treacherous route. Praise God. Historically, amen, it is estimated that over 3,000 ships have gone down. Praise God. Divers, amen, frequently visit that part of the world. Amen. And that part of the ocean. And I'm sure they've got their reasons. There were a lot of... Uh, a lot of those ships that went down that had a lot of treasure, had a lot of silver, had a lot of gold, had a lot of monetary, amen, things on those ships. So it's been, a, amen, a, a place where, the, where folks go down and dive looking for these ships, praise God. And, amen, so historically 3,000 ships estimated, 3,000 plus ships have gone down sailing around Cape Horn. Divers have actually found the remains of thousands of those ships in that area. Praise God. So, amen, tonight, why am I, why am I saying that? Well, to say the least, amen, it was a dangerous way to go. It was a dangerous way to travel. Praise God. Amen. Since the Panama Canal has been built, amen, and, and has been in use now for over 100 years, about 106 years now, Panama Canal has been in use, praise God. The information that I read on it says, and again, it varies according to what you read. Amen. I read where there have been one ship that went down inside the Panama Canal. And then I read again, there have been three ships that went down, amen, in the Panama Canal. Praise God. In 106 years, let's just take, amen, the, 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 the most. Three ships have sunk inside the Panama Canal. And none of them sank because of damage that they received inside of that canal. Amen. There was damage already on those ships. Amen. And they sank while they were trying to get through the Panama Canal. Praise God. Hallelujah. It went for over a uh, uh, for to it went to over a hundred and fifty years between 1850 and 1900. There were a hundred plus ships that went down sailing around uh, Cape Horn. It went from over 100 ships to three ships sinking, amen, in the Panama Canal in over 100 years. If you would double that 50-year period of time, amen, and if they had kept up, up with it exactly for a 100-year period of time, there would have been 200 ships that went down sailing around Cape Horn, praise God. But in 100 years, there have only been three ships that sank in the Panama Canal, praise God. Well... There's a reason for that. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get to my few little Bible points here in a minute. Amen. Hallelujah. The Panama Canal, amen, why do the ships not go down? Amen. Why, do, why are we not losing 50 or 100 ships in uh, a 50 or 100-year period of time? Praise God. Well, there's a reason. The Panama Canal is narrow. Amen. And the waterway there is controlled. It's a narrow passage. It's a controlled passage. Praise God. Three locks, amen, 
hallelujah, are spaced in that Panama Canal, whether it's 40 miles or 51 miles. There's three locks, amen, that control the ship's movement, amen, through that canal. Praise God. So tonight you're sitting here, amen, in church saying, Brother Real, amen, I don't really need a history lesson. I learned all about the Panama Canal when I was in school, and I'm sure that, you know, by the time a child gets to fourth grade or fifth grade or sixth grade, somewhere along there, they're already reading about the Panama Canal. They're already learning about the Panama Canal. And I know we got Panama Canal experts sitting in the church here tonight saying, why are we talking about this in church? <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, amen. When I read these verses of Scripture in Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 and 14, amen. When I, and, and then I think about the Panama Canal. It is the best example I could think of to explain the benefits, amen, of entering into a relationship with God, amen, at the straight gate. Hallelujah. At the straight gate. Hallelujah. If you're going to enter into a relationship with God, you need to know where and how to enter into that relationship with God. Hallelujah. Praise God. The word straight here. Enter ye in, verse 13, at the straight gate. Praise God. Well, hallelujah. When you look it up in the dictionary, the word straight means restricted. A restricted gate. A restricted passageway. Much like the Panama Canal is. Hallelujah. It's not very wide. Amen. In the pictures I've seen of those locks, amen, there's not very much room on either side of that ship. Amen. When they're sailing through those locks. Hallelujah. The straight, the word straight means restricted, narrow, tight. It is a narrow waterway connecting two large bodies of water. Hallelujah. So that's where I found the connection, amen, of the Panama Canal with this word straight, amen, which means a narrow waterway connecting two large bodies of water, which is exactly what the Panama Canal is tonight. Hallelujah. I hope that everybody here realizes tonight, amen, that entering, a, entering into a relationship with Jesus puts restrictions on your life. I hope you understand that tonight. When you enter into this relationship with Jesus, the right kind of relationship with Jesus, amen, hallelujah, when you decide to take that step, amen, I want a relationship with God, you need to understand that you got to go through that straight gate, amen, to have that relationship with God, that restricted, narrow, tight, amen, passageway, hallelujah, into the kingdom of God tonight, praise God. I'm telling you tonight, amen, Jesus puts restrictions on our lives. Amen. There's some words to an old song that, amen, we don't sing anymore. They sung it, amen, at Brother Clark's church when I first got in church. And, you know, there was a, a lot of old timers there, praise God. And our singing, amen, was a lot more crude back then than it is today. We didn't have all the talents. We didn't have all the abilities. We had... Amen, piano players, organ players, guitar players, and bass players, and all that back then. Amen. But the type of music was, amen, was vastly different back then than it is today. And there was an old song that said, I don't walk like I used to walk. I don't talk like I used to talk. I don't go where I used to go, and I don't do like I used to do. That was some of the words of that old song. And I can't even remember the rest of the words, but I remember those words. I don't walk like I used to walk. Amen. I don't talk like I used to talk. Hallelujah. When I think about uh, uh, when I think about those old timers and those saints of God that were back there, 
amen, in the early 80s and late 70s, amen, singing those songs. Praise God. I think about people, amen, and, I, and I'm remembering people, hallelujah, that knew what it was to have a relationship with God. Hallelujah. Amen. I sat there, amen, service after service, and many times hear them sing that old song. Amen. I don't walk like I used to walk. I don't talk like I used to talk. Hallelujah. Amen. And, and, and tonight, maybe not back then, I didn't realize it the way I do today. Amen. I was listening to people, amen, that had a relationship with God and knew what a relationship with God was all about. Hallelujah. Amen. It's an old song that wouldn't be very popular today. I'm sure of that. Praise God. Hallelujah. But I heard singers sing back then. That knew how to have a relationship with God. Knew what it was to have a relationship with God. Now, I know I've done said that three times. Now I need to move on right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right. So I'll quit saying it. Men sometimes are like rivers. Men, women, boys and girls. Amen. We are sometimes like rivers. Rivers get crooked. Hallelujah. When a river starts out, amen, you follow its path. Amen. That river will have crooks and turns and bends and Amen, all kind of stuff in it. Praise God, especially if it's a very long river. Amen. Rivers get crooked by following the path of least resistance. That's why they turn, because there's less resistance in that direction. And then they'll turn back in another direction, because that's where they found the least resistance to, amen, that water. Praise God. Let me say this tonight. There's a whole lot of folks, there's a whole lot of folks that live their lives Amen. Seeking the path of least resistance. Hallelujah. Amen. You, you, and you understand what I'm saying tonight. You live in the same world that I live in. We see people out there every day. Amen. It's obvious that when we see them, get around them, get to know them, that they're following, amen, the path of least resistance. Praise God. Hallelujah. They're following a path that says, I want to do my own thing. They're following a path that says, I want to live my own life. Hallelujah. Amen. They're, li- they're, they're following a path that says, I don't want any guidelines. I don't want any rules. I don't want any standards. Hallelujah. I don't want anything, any of that stuff. Hallelujah. Amen. That's why the church is not full to overflowing tonight. Amen. Because we're living in a world, amen, that wants to do their own thing tonight, live their own lives, their own way. Hallelujah. With nobody, nobody telling them anything about how, amen, to live for God. Well, Hallelujah. I, I don't know what the purpose of the five-fold ministry is. Amen. If we've all got, amen, the privilege and the right to choose our own path and do our own thing, amen, why in the name of God did God leave a five-fold ministry here, amen, to preach and teach us and try to help us through life. Hallelujah. There would be no purpose for us. There would be no purpose for the preacher. There'd be no purpose for the church body. We'd just all be out there doing our thing. Living our own way. Hallelujah. Amen. And then, amen, even when these people that are out there living their own way, doing their own thing, they get this mindset that even when they want to get in church, even when they start looking for a church and, amen, checking churches out and, amen, and, 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 and shopping around, Amen. For a church to attend. Hallelujah. Amen. When they, even when they get to looking for a church, they look for a church with the least resistance. Hallelujah. They look for a church with no guidelines. They look for a church with no rules, no regulations, no standards. Hallelujah. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Amen. A church with no requirements. 
Hallelujah. That's what they look for. Praise God. So, hallelujah. You know, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't belittle anybody. I don't belittle any church that is growing. I don't belittle. I don't belittle anybody. Amen. It's got a big church. Hallelujah. Amen. By any means, praise God. There's some uh, very big churches in in America. There's some very big churches in this world. Hallelujah. But I will say, Amen. Uh, amen. Uh, as far as uh, a majority of those big booming churches, Amen. Those big mega churches with Tens of thousands of people in them, 20,000, 30,000, 50,000, however how many they have going in some of these big mega churches. Now, I don't know what the biggest church is. I think it's somewhere overseas. Amen. But uh, I, I didn't look it up, so it, I don't really know. Praise God. But amen. A majority of those big mega churches, amen, they're so full, amen, and they're running over, hallelujah, because they are churches of Little resistance. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. They have no guidelines. They have no rules. They have no, amen, they have no standards. Praise God. And if a pastor ever starts preaching, amen, to folks, and we've got to live right. You know, that sounds like that ought to be common sense, amen, to a Christian. We've got to live right. Amen. And, and if we ever get in the pulpit and start, and start preaching, hey, folks, we've got to live right to be saved. We got to live right to go to heaven. Hallelujah. We got to make good choices and wise choices. Hallelujah. Amen. We, we can't just, amen, do anything and everything that the rest of the world's doing. Amen. We got to live right. We got to separate ourselves from what the world is doing. Amen. If the preacher ever starts preaching to folks that way, amen, they just move down the road. Or they move up the road or down the street. Praise God. Hallelujah. They, they go looking for. Somebody that ain't going to preach that they got to live right. Hallelujah. Amen. The Word of God stands in stark contrast to how many want to live that way today. Word of God stands in stark, stark contrast to that mindset. I can live for God and just live in the old way I want to. I can live for God and do just any old thing that I want to do. Hallelujah. That's why religion is in a mess today. Hallelujah, because ministers have stopped preaching, amen, the guidelines that we have to live by. Verse 13 tells us that there are two ways in life. Two ways in life. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. Praise God. He's telling us, amen, he's telling us, if you're going to enter into a relationship with me, Amen. You got to enter in at the straight gate, that narrow gate. Hallelujah. Amen. Because if you don't do that, praise God, there is another gate. Amen. It's wide and it's broad. Praise God. Hallelujah. And if you choose that wide way and that broad way, hallelujah, you are actually choosing a way that's going to lead to your destruction. Praise God. Amen. And, and, and the Bible's real plain. I mean, you know, God, you know, he, He's... You know, the Word of God's real plain here, hallelujah. If you choose the, the wide gate, amen, hallelujah, the broad way, it's going to lead to your destruction, and many there be which go in there at, praise God, hallelujah. So the Word of God stands in stark contrast to how, uh, to how so many of us want to live today. There's two ways in life. There's a straight gate, which is narrow and restricted and tight, 
or there is a wide way and a broad way. Hallelujah. Now, I, I, I questioned, amen, God. I questioned, I, you know, I, I just wanted to know. <laughs> God, why didn't you just say there's a wide way? There's a straight gate. Well, there's a straight way. There's a wide gate. Hallelujah. Amen. Why didn't you just leave it with just a one-word description there? Why not just the wide gate? Praise God. Amen. But he said the, the, the wide gate. But wide is the gate and broad is the way. Praise God. The word wise, wide means extending over a large area from side to side. Praise God. So let's take, amen, this church and let's just in our mind blow it up a hundred times. And Amen. It would be a pretty wide church if this church sanctuary was blown up a hundred times, right? Hallelujah. I think it's about 75 feet from there to there, somewhere in that area. You blow that up. Amen. Five times, my Lord, it'd be it'd be nearly down to the store at full way down there. Praise God. Hallelujah. Probably not that far, but it'd be getting closer, much closer anyway. Hallelujah. Wide means extending over a large area from side to side. Hallelujah. But the word broad, I said, God, why did you add the word broad in there to describe this way? The word broad means the act, the act of making something wider. Amen. The act of making something wider. So here tonight, the Bible is talking about this way that leads to destruction. It's already wide. Amen. But then he throws in the word broad there. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. And that is the act of making something wider. And when I think about that, when I thought about that, amen, as I was considering this, this little sermon here tonight, message here tonight, Hallelujah. This wide, broad way, amen, leads to destruction. Hallelujah. Amen. Then I understood why Isaiah chapter 5 and verse 14, amen, says it like this. If she can throw it on the screen for, for us. Isaiah 5 and verse 14 says, Therefore, hell hath enlarged herself. hath enlarged herself and opened her mouth without measure and their glory and their multitude and their pomp and he that rejoiceth in whatever they're doing amen shall descend into it hallelujah that, that verse of scripture is letting us know the mouth of hell is enlarging enlarging getting bigger getting wider getting broader hallelujah Amen. So hell has enlarged herself and opened her mouth without measure. Now, I cannot say that I fully understand that tonight. Amen. Because I know today that we've got means of measuring stuff. Hallelujah. We, we didn't have in the old days and we possibly did. I know that we didn't have in the days that the word of God was written. Praise God. So hallelujah. I know there are means of and somehow they figured out exactly how many miles it is from here to the sun, from here to the moon, from here to Mars, from here to Jupiter, from here to these other planets. Amen. They send these light beams up through there. Somehow they, 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 they've got a way of measuring exactly how many miles it is. Amen. From here to a planet that can be millions of miles away. Hallelujah. Now, I guess that we're supposed to believe these folks. But they could just be in a back room somewhere in a dark room just guessing. 
<laughs> they could just be guessing at it and just telling us they got ways of measuring this stuff millions of miles away. Praise God. But, amen, even with that being said, the Bible says that hell hath enlarged herself and opened her mouth without measure. Praise God. So it's getting pretty big, right? Why does it say that? Amen. Because there's many more who have chose to live, amen, without restrictions, without boundaries, without rules, without standards, amen, than there are that enter into a relationship with Jesus through that straight gate. Hallelujah. There's many, 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 multitudes, many, amen, that are looking for an easy route to get to heaven. Hallelujah. But there's going to be few that find that straight gate and walk in that narrow passage that leads to everlasting life. Amen. They want to live their life where they can smoke. They want to live for God and be able to smoke. They want to say that they're living for God and be able to drink. They want to be able to go out and say that they're living for God and they can cuss and lie and cheat and steal and gamble. Amen. And sleep around, committing fornication and adultery and amen and everything else. And hallelujah. They want to be able to do all this stuff and not... Amen. Have to worry about going to a church where the preacher's going to say anything about all that stuff. Hallelujah. Amen. They just wanted to be patted on the back. Amen. Told told that they're doing a good job. Just keep it up. Hallelujah. Well, amen. Uh, the, the, the reason that, it, that it's that way is, hallelujah, amen, because, uh, amen, not only, amen, are individuals on that wide, broad way, hallelujah, not only are churches on that wide, broad way, but preachers are on that same path. Preachers are on that same path tonight. Hallelujah. They want to live their lives. Amen. Hallelujah. Having nobody to say anything to them about any way that they live. The river is crooked. That river is crooked, and it is very polluted. Amen. That is a polluted body of water, and it is crooked. Amen. And it is treacherous tonight. Praise God. When Jesus came, he gave us an alternative for living a life, an alternative from living a life that would end up in shipwreck. Hallelujah. Because he became, he became, now I don't even know if I can say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. He became our Panama Canal. Jesus became our Panama Canal. Or like our Panama Canal. Our spiritual Panama Canal. Maybe I can put it that way. After thousands and even hundreds of thousands of ships went down in the wind, that went down in the waves, amen, off of the tip of South America there, hallelujah. After, amen, 5,000 years of human history, hallelujah, where ship after ship after ship after ship sank, amen, on a boiling, rolling, treacherous sea of life, Jesus shows up. Hallelujah. He, he shows up. Amen. Why? Amen. Because he was tired of seeing, amen, folks' ship. Amen. Going down. Hallelujah. He, he done seen enough. He done heard enough. He done witnessed enough. Hallelujah. Amen. Of how that men's ships, amen, would go down. Hallelujah. In the treacherous waters. Hallelujah. That can, could come upon them at any time. Amen, sailing, amen, the open sea, praise God. So after, amen, hundreds of thousands and millions of ships went down, amen, in the winds and the waves of life, a way was made. 
a way was made, a narrow way, amen, but a way of escape from a certain destruction, a way of escape from a certain way of life, hallelujah. Do you hear me? I hope, amen, that all of this is trying to come together with you, and I know it's not spectacular tonight. You ain't going to have no hard time connecting the dots here tonight, hallelujah, but a way was made, praise God, amen. That way was through the straight gate, straight gate. The way that leads to life is a straight and narrow way tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. How do we enter into that gate? Well, hallelujah, that's a question that needs to be answered tonight. How do we enter, amen, into this relationship with God? How do we enter in through the straight gate? Hallelujah. Well, amen, we do that through repentance. We do that through water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ. We do that through, amen, the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. When conviction hits our heart, amen, and we fall in an altar and repent of our sins. Hallelujah. Amen. The preacher can baptize us in Jesus' name. We can feel that we can be filled with the glorious power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And in doing so, we go through that gate. Amen. We actually enter into a relationship with God, hallelujah, amen, a relationship with God, amen, which means a way of life, amen, that is going to be quite different than the way of life you lived before and that I lived before. It takes a little time, amen, that's why God is patient with newborns and amen, new converts, it takes a little while, it takes a little time, amen, to make that adjustment, but God is patient. God is patient with, amen, new converts. God is patient with, amen, people that are just learning and just seeing, amen, this straight and narrow path that leads to everlasting life. Hallelujah. Well, we enter the gate through repentance, water baptism, the infilling of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I want to say something here tonight. In living for the devil for 21 years of my life, hallelujah, amen, and, uh, and then getting in church at the age of 21, and uh, living for God, praise God since then, I, I think I can say this, amen, with a full assurance that I'm saying it right, living for God is easier than living for the devil, oh, that's crazy, it was easy when I lived for the devil, <laughs> no, it wasn't, not when you stop and consider, hallelujah, all the winds and all the waves. Amen, all the storms that was beating down on you, hallelujah. Amen, the devil had me so beat down at 21 years old that I thought, man, I was fixing to lose everything I had in life. I was fixing to lose my wife and, amen, lose my kids. And, amen, I was going nutty as a fruitcake in my mind. I didn't know how to do things right anymore. Amen, I didn't even know how to get through, amen, the day without, amen, drinking. Amen, I didn't know how to get through the day without smoking a little dope. Amen, drinking a little beer. Hallelujah. I was, amen, I was, I was on that wide way, that broad way. Hallelujah, but I made my way to an apostolic church, amen, the first Sunday night in March of 1979, amen, the preacher got up and he read my mail and I went to an altar and repented, amen, and it's been a different life ever since. Hallelujah, living for God is easier than living for the devil. The devil wants us out there sailing in the open ocean. Amen. He wants us in a life, amen, that compares to all of those ships that sailed around, 
amen, Cape Horn down there. Praise God. That's how he wants us to live our life, sailing in the open ocean, sailing, amen, through dangerous storms and waves and wind. He wants us sailing out there so that at any time that he chooses, amen, he can send a wind our way and a wave our way and toss our ship and turn our world upside down. Hallelujah. He wants to toss us about. He wants to shake us up. Amen. And his ultimate goal, when he gets through with us, hallelujah, amen, he's not going to, amen, try to do away with us until he gets through using us. Amen. He'll toss us about every once in a while. Amen. He'll send a wave our way every once in a while. But, hey, hallelujah, he ain't going to sink our ship or try to sink our ship until he's through with us. But his ultimate goal is to sink your ship tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. The storms of life, the waves. Amen. Hallelujah. The wind that blows. Praise God. Hallelujah. So in the midst of the enemy trying to sink my ship, amen, at 21 years old, Jesus provided another route for me. Hallelujah. Amen. I went to church. I heard a preacher preach. I went to the altar. Amen. Bowed my knees and confessed and repented and got, amen, my heart right with God. Hallelujah. Amen. In the process, amen, I found another route. Hallelujah. Amen. In the process, I found another way, amen, to live my life. Oh, come on now. Boy, if I could get two people with me tonight, I'd be happy. <laughs> Jesus provided another route. Jesus provided another route for me, and he's doing it for you tonight, doing it for everybody here tonight. Amen. His way may be narrow. His way may be tight. Amen, but think about it tonight. Amen, like the ships that sail, amen, through the Panama Canal. Hallelujah. I like that tonight. I like to think about that, that my ship, amen, is no longer sailing around. Amen, the southern tip of South America any longer. Amen, but I'm sailing through a narrow passageway. Amen, I'm sailing now through calmer waters, hallelujah, than I ever sailed in before. Amen. You and I are sailing in waters. <laughs> Come on now. Amen. If you're living for God, hallelujah, you're sailing on a path that's different than you used to sail on. We are sailing in waters that are not subject, amen, to all of the wind and the waves, amen, that others in the world still are still sailing in. So when I look at people and I see people whose worlds are still rocked, amen, by sin, by ungodliness, amen, perversions, hallelujah, and, and you know, everything that's out there. I, I really, I feel sorry for them, amen, and I pray for them that they can find their way to God, hallelujah, amen. You and I are not subject to the winds and the waves that the world is sailing in tonight. The wind and the waves cannot toss us about in this Panama Canal without any mercy, Hallelujah. Amen. If you, I don't know, let's just say, I don't know, this aisle over here. Let's just say this aisle on the left-hand side of the church here is the Panama Canal. A little narrow passageway up through here. Let's say my ship, amen, goes from here to that bump out in the wall there. That's about 12, 15 feet. Amen. And my little boat or my little ship 
It's 12 or 15 foot long, and I'm sailing through this Panama Canal. Now, just because I'm sailing through the Panama Canal doesn't mean that the wind is not going to blow. Because it will. Amen. But if I'm in this straight, narrow, restricted pathway in a ship that's, that's, that's that long, and the wind begins to blow, hallelujah. Guess what the wind can't do? The wind cannot turn my ship around. Amen. The wind, amen, that blows against me, amen, cannot turn my ship around. He may, I may bump up against the, the bank. I may bump up against, amen, uh, uh, something every now and then. Amen. When the wind kicks up, hallelujah. Amen. But when I think about it, I thank God that this is a narrow way. I thank God that this is a narrow straight. Hallelujah. I thank God, amen, that this is a restricted way. Hallelujah. Amen. Because it doesn't matter how much the wind blows, amen, it cannot. I turn my ship around. Hallelujah. So, amen, if you get in the straight and narrow way, amen, you need to stay in that straight and narrow way. Hallelujah. And when you get and stay in that straight and narrow way, it don't matter how much hell blows against us. Hallelujah. He can't turn us around. Amen. He can't get me going back in the wrong direction. Because, amen, I'm secure. I am secure. There's security in that Panama Canal. Hallelujah. So I appreciate God for that security tonight. Amen. Not only, amen, is a narrow, narrow passageway where my ship cannot be, amen, tossed about and destroyed by wind. Hallelujah. Amen. But we then are sailing in controlled waters. I've never took a cruise through the Panama Canal. Anybody here ever done that? Anybody here ever took a cruise through the Panama Canal? something I always wanted to do. I just wanted to see it. Amen. I've never done it yet. Maybe one day I'll do it. Praise God. Before I kick the bucket and get out of here. I don't know. If I don't, that's all right. I got it in my mind kind of how it is anyway. Hallelujah. But one day I'd love to sail through that Panama Canal. I want to see it with my own eyes. I want to see those locks of water, amen, and, and those locks open and close and allow water to come in and move, amen, hallelujah, where I can go from one place to another place and then, amen, through another lock to another place, hallelujah, amen. And, and, and in doing that, amen, tonight I understand, hey, the waters where I sail are controlled. They're controlled. God controls. Amen. If I, if I go, if I get my ship up to the, to the gate, or the lock, or whatever they call it down there, amen, and it's not time for me to go through that lock, amen, to get into, amen, deeper water, or amen, or, or, or another avenue, or another place, amen, in God, then I'll just sit there until the gate opens, amen, I'll sit there until that lock opens, and God says, okay, amen, now you can move on, now you can move ahead, hallelujah, Amen. That's where some of us are at right now. Some of us have been sitting there at that lock, amen, for a little bit of while. Praise God. Hallelujah. But listen, amen, as long as you're in that straight, narrow pathway, that straight and narrow waterway, hallelujah, amen, don't worry about it. Just sit there until God says, it's time to move on because he's controlling the waters. Amen. Everybody running around today, hallelujah, worried about, oh, how many souls have I won? How many people have I touched? How many people, you know, just what good have I been to God? Have I ever accomplished anything for God? Hallelujah. Well, you know you have. Amen. You got yourself and your family on a straight and narrow way. 
That's something. Hallelujah. And when God gets ready for you to move on into deeper stuff and better stuff, and amen, he'll open the gate and let you through. The waters are controlled. God controls the gate. God controls the lock in this canal. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. While the world is screaming, let me do my own thing. Let me live my own life. Amen. Don't put no guidelines on me, no restrictions, no rules, no boundaries. As long as they're screaming that, sin will rule their lives. And sin will determine their destiny. Sin will rule their lives. Sin will determine their destiny. Sin leadeth to destruction. Hallelujah. That's what verse 13 says. Wide is the gate, broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. Praise God. Amen. But I'm not on my own anymore. Amen. I want to be pleasing unto the God that I've chosen to serve. Hallelujah. Amen. I want God to lead me. I want God to guide me. I want God to move me along this pathway at his own pace. He knows what I can handle. He knows what I cannot handle. Amen. And when I can't handle, amen, going any farther until I have digested what I need to digest to be there, that, that lock will, will remain closed. Hallelujah. And when he sees I'm ready to move on, he'll open the lock and I'll sail on. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want him to be my head. I want him to lead me. Amen. I don't belong to myself anymore. I'm not my own man. I'm not my own, amen, person anymore. Hallelujah. I belong to Jesus. Amen. And you belong to Jesus tonight. Hallelujah. Amen. John chapter 3 and verse 15 says, amen, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Amen. If I'm going to believe in him, I'm going to serve him. I'm going to follow him. I'm going to read his word, study his word, find out how he wants me to live and why he wants me to live that way. And I'm going to do my best to be obedient to that. Amen. Because whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I believe. Amen. But my belief, amen, demands something out of me. Uh, am I preaching to the wall tonight? <laughs> if I were on a ship, a natural ship, if I was on a ship and the captain said, you got a choice here tonight, we can sail around Cape Horn, amen, or we can sail through the canal. Hallelujah. I would look at him and say, duh, that's a goofy question, Mr. Captain, because I know how many, I've read the details, I've read the facts, amen, that ever since men started sailing in ships, they've been dying down there when they sailed, sailed around, amen, the southern tip of South America, Cape Horn, hallelujah, amen, there's thousands of ships down there sunk to the bottom of the ocean. Why would I want to go that way? I, I would say to him, take me through the canal. <laughs> take me through the canal. Somebody needs to, amen, say tonight, amen, Lord, you're the captain of my ship, and I don't want to go that way. Take me through the canal. Oh, yeah. 
Amen. I would say emphatically take me through the Panama Canal. If it was a natural captain on a natural ship, take me through the Panama Canal. It's safer there. It's safer there. It's calmer there. Amen. It's better there. Hallelujah. That's why I can say it's easier to live for God than it is for the devil. Because God will treat you right. He'll do you good. He'll do you right. Amen. How about it tonight? Amen. How about it tonight? Is it going to be the straight gate or the wide gate for you? Praise God. Is it going to be the straight gate or the wide gate for me? I chose the straight gate. And I hope that's what everybody else here tonight has chosen also. Amen. We're going to go through the straight gate. Praise God. I want my preacher to preach to me. I want my pastor, amen, to preach to me the do's and the don'ts. Amen, the rights and the wrongs, hallelujah, the ups and the downs. Come on now, hallelujah, That's I, I want my preacher, I want him to feel comfortable preaching. Amen, what's right and what's wrong, come on now. Amen, we've got to live right to go to heaven. Amen, you're not going to wake up in heaven one day by accident. If you're going to ever wake up in heaven, amen, it's because you purpose to get there. And I purpose to get there. I know I've been bumping my gun for a long time here, and I'm about to close. Hallelujah. So if you want to go ahead and stand tonight, we'll close. Hallelujah. Remember tonight, if you choose to go through the straight gate, the gates of hell, which are wide and getting wider every day, amen, cannot prevail against you. Matthew chapter 16 and verse 18 says it this way. Praise God. And I say unto thee, I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Amen. Those wide gates that are getting wider every day, amen, that multitudes and multitudes, amen, are entering into hell through those wide gates. Those wide, broad gates will not prevail against us as long as we get in church and stay in church. As long as we get in church and have a teachable spirit, a heartbeat after God, hallelujah. Amen. An attitude that says, amen, preacher, preach to me. I, wanna, I want it straight. I want it right. I want you to, amen, to be able to preach to me without me getting mad and bent out of shape and upset. I want you to be able to preach to me and me receive correction. Amen. If I need a correction, let your preaching and teaching, amen, be that correction that I need. Let it help me, help, let it help me stay in that straight and narrow canal, that straight and narrow path. Praise God. He said, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. Here's the key. In few there be that find it. Hallelujah. In comparison to those that have not found it. Amen. I guess that the comparison is that there, there are many that have not found that straight gate and walked through that straight gate. Hallelujah. There's only a few. I, You know, there's no way to guess. There's no way to estimate. There's no way to really know how many people, amen, are going to be in heaven when we get there or how I many is going to go up in the catching away of the church? 
Hallelujah. There's no way for us to know that. Amen. God is the judge of men. God judges the hearts of men and the lives of men and women, boys and girls. Hallelujah. Amen. But, but my purpose tonight is when the church is called home, I want to be in that number. And I want everybody here to be in that number. Praise God. So tonight, we just need to close our eyes and open our heart to God right now. In closing tonight, we need to close our eyes, open our heart to God, and say, God, amen, help the man of God, amen, in trying to preach to me and teach me the right ways of God. Hallelujah. The do's and the don'ts, the rights and the wrongs, the good and the bad. Hallelujah. The righteous and the evil. Praise God. Oh, God, there's so many things, amen, that we don't need to be getting caught up in in this end time. So many things, God, hallelujah, that we need to shun away from and kind of stay away from, praise God. Hallelujah. So many things that we need to, amen, to lay aside. The Bible says lay aside every sin and the weight that does so easily beset us and run the race with patience, praise God, that we're running tonight. Hallelujah. Oh, God, tonight in Jesus' name I pray. I pray for everybody sitting in this auditorium here tonight, God, I pray that they've already entered into the straight gate, and if they haven't, God, that they will tonight or real soon, God, make that choice, hallelujah, oh God, that they're going to serve you, God, that they're going to dedicate their lives to you, God, that they're going to concentrate themselves to you, oh God, hallelujah, that they're going to be a vessel of honor for you, oh God, hallelujah, God, that they're going to make up their mind tonight, God, to live the way that you want them to live. Not let the world have a pull on them. And not let the world have any influence on them tonight, God. God. Hallelujah. God, give us restraints. For we've got to be able, God, through the power of the Holy Ghost, to restrain ourselves from things that we don't need to get involved in. Amen. From hanging with people that we don't need to hang with. Hallelujah. From doing things, God, that we certainly don't need to be doing, God. We've got to have some the personal ability to restrain ourselves. Hallelujah, God. Strengthen us tonight. Renew us tonight in the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. God, renew my mind. I want to stay in that command. I want to stay in that straight and narrow path that leads to everlasting life tonight. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Are you slipping? Hallelujah. Amen. Have you have you slipped a little bit here and there? Amen. Is it time to make that right with God? Is it time to say, okay, God, I hear the man of God tonight. Hallelujah. And I certainly don't want this ship of mine, amen, to be shipwrecked. God, I want some help. I, I need some help, God. So I'm praying tonight. I'm repenting tonight. I'm surrendering my heart to you tonight. Oh, God, in this place. Have your way, God. I'm yielding my vessel to you. I'm yielding my heart to you tonight, God. Have your way in my soul. Have your way in my life tonight. Hallelujah. Touch us. Touch us tonight. Touch us tonight, God. In Jesus' name. Brother Kleinditz will be here next Sunday. He'll be preaching for us. Tremendous preacher. He's preached for us before. He'll be preaching over at Brother Harvey's church after our Sunday service here. He's going to be leaving going preaching for Brother Harvey after that. So, hallelujah, I want to encourage you to come Sunday, amen, be here, amen, and uh, let's get in here, let's back up the man of God, and let's help him preach, amen, his message, praise God. So God bless you, shake hands tonight, you're dismissed in Jesus' name.